This is the Frank Sontag Show. Thank you for joining us. Hour number two. Triple eight fifty two talks are the numbers. Let me share some thoughts, and we'll see where we go from here. We have an entirely full board from the previous hours. Comments on Colin Kaepernick and the new Nike advertising campaign, etc. And we have an interview scheduled, of which said author may or may not have remembered. I didn't follow up for reasons of uh, not important, but we had talked a handful of days ago about doing an interview today at four. And I'm just going to be upfront and honest. It's Francis Chan. His brand new book is Letters to the Church. And I just texted him. I'm going to wait a moment. He may have forgotten. He may be busy. He may be sidetracked. He may be calling in any moment. I don't know. But let me share a little bit about the book and if Francis doesn't call in, we'll reschedule because he, he wants to do the interview. That I, I know. Uh, and he, when we got the press release material, they basically said his media time is limited and currently full. <laughs> so they basically said he's not doing interviews. But I did talk to Francis and he wants to talk about, well, faith and the church and where we are. And I read the book cover to cover in the few days I was away. I made myself uh, read through it, even though it's one of those books that I know Francis wrote to you read a few pages and you just stop down and meditate for a while on it. It's not a book that you want to power through cover to cover. So barring he gets my text any moment. We're just going to keep taking calls, but let me share a little bit more about the book and then we'll move forward. If God had it his way, what would our churches look like? This is a David C. Cook publication. In his most powerful book yet, Pastor Francis Chan digs deep into biblical truths, reflections on his own failures and dreams and stories of ordinary people God is using to change the world. As Chan says, quote, we've strayed so far from what God calls church. We all know it. We know that what we're experiencing is radically different from the church in Scripture. For decades, church leaders like myself have lost sight of the inherent mystery of the church. We have trained people sitting in the pews to become addicted to lesser things. It's time for that to change, end of quote. The book is out, and I'll reach out to Francis after I get off the air and reschedule an interview unless, barring he calls in any moment. Um, but I will tell you, it is a very important book. I have, <laughs> I have pages of notes. It was one of those books where I had to keep sitting down and write this note and that quote and it's, it's a real challenge. I mean, the church is something we talk about on this program. And what's the importance of reading Scripture? What about the culture of self-centeredness? What about traditional church? Does that fit today? Wearechurch.com is his website. And I'm going to move forward and get back to the issue at hand, and we will see about rescheduling Francis Chan. Um, 
So if you're just joining us, the previous hour, I kind of shared some thoughts on the latest Nike advertising campaign with Colin Kaepernick and and what do we do? Is this something we get upset about? Is this something that we don't think twice about? And um, many of you have thoughts. So let me just go through the calls. We'll go from top to bottom and see where this impact segment takes us. Tony in Culver City. Tony, you're on the Frank Sontag Show. How you doing, Frank? Tony, I'm uh, well. Long time listener. First of all, i got to say, let me give an honor to God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Um, now, let me get back into the subject. I love Jesus with all my heart, but Christians nowadays are cowards, and they act stupid. They do not act like Jesus. And what I'm saying is black folks, white folks fighting all the time at each other's throats. First of all, black folks, if you really know anything about a lot of whites, they may not ever accept you. So stop trying to be accepted. Exception comes from Christ, okay? If they love you, they love you. If they don't, they don't. And that goes both ways, okay? We have to start, like you said earlier, are we really down for Christ? Because when that love for Christ gets in your heart, it helps you. I'm born and raised in Indiana. I was dogged and punked by whites. But do I come out to California and treat white folks bad? No, it's the love of Christ. He teaches you that. We need to pray. We need to work on things. Yes, we racism. Yes, we're going to always have racism. But you're supposed to be prepared for it. You have to know what you're getting into, whites and blacks. Blacks. I'm black, so I have to talk to them. I'm talking to everybody. But blacks have to get the white friends and bring them with you. They have to experience things that you go through. Sometimes they may not know. They may not know. Because sometimes I go through. But once you experience things, just like being pulled over, my friends said the blacks don't get pulled over and treated like that by, by white cops or black cops. Well, I was driving their car one night, beautiful Mercedes tinted windows, but not my side. The police saw the, the tags pulled me over immediately, but they didn't see their people in the car. My people were oh, they were they went crazy. I said, no, don't go crazy. This happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Tony, we'll leave it at that. Thank you for your powerful call. I'm grateful for it, and you're welcome to call anytime. Rod in Orange. Rod, you're on the Frank Sontag Show. Rod, are you with us? Going once, going twice. Okay, we have a line open. 888-52-TALKS are the numbers. Frank, on the 91 freeway. Frank, you're on the Frank Sontag Show. Hi, sir. How you doing? Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. This is Thank you, sir. This is the first time I actually called a radio station. I was kind of nervous until after I heard your sermon, and I got all my fear. But I want to say that what Nike did is a good thing because the thing about it is this here, is that, you know, like I was telling the, uh, the host, uh, the person who was screening the calls, or uh, she interviews me, and I just told her, you know, I drive a truck, but I'm also a military officer, and I was over in Clayton, New Mexico, and I seen this kid driving this, uh, this pickup truck one side, the American flag of the uh, Old Glory on the other side, and I got a little upset about that because I see a lot of Confederate flags being flown uh, Lisa in, in Texas and uh, in Virginia, but that's those people's rights to do that. If they want to, that, that's that's protected speech. If they want to fly the American uh, fly the Confederate flag and call it what they want to call it, that's their right to do that. And I, I feel the same way with Captain in regards to him taking a knee. That is his right. 
and that's protected speech. I think that we need to, to understand that. If people decide that they don't want to uh, purchase Nike products, that's their, that's their right not to purchase their products. That's all i got to say. Thank you for the call, sir. Thank you, Frank. Thank you for calling. Tim in Pasadena. Tim, you're on the Frank Sontag Show. Well, I'm, I'd like to say something after what that guy just said. Yeah, it's his right. But when he says, when Kaepernick says what he says about the flag, he's saying that about me. He's saying that about you. He's saying that about all Americans. And if somebody says that to me, they're going to get pushback. I'm giving pushback. I'm not taking away his right. So he has every right to do what he wants. But he, if he says that to me, calls me a racist, or calls my country a racist, he's going to get pushback from me. So, I, you know, that, that bothered me what I just heard. And I'm a little upset that you're quiet on those things, Frank. That's kind of why I called. You did say a little while ago you said you believe in uh, – Respectful disagreement. Well, a respectful disagreement is one thing, but silence is another. I, I think every person that's calling today and agreeing with Kaepernick she, she should have to explain why. It's basically based upon what I just said, that they're insulting all of us. These guys tell me that I'm a racist and that my country's a racist. I'm not the first thing I'm going to do is get down on my knees and wash their feet, like you said. The first thing I'm going to do is tell them they're wrong. I may get down and wash their feet at some point in time, but that's not my first response under these circumstances. Anyway, thank you, Frank. You're welcome. Thank you, Tim. Mm. Passion in people can be used properly and improperly. We have a line open, 888-52-TALKS. Renee in Los Angeles. Renee, you're on the Frank Sontag Show. Oh, Frank, I've been wanting to talk to you. I am a woman of color, and I know that people are going to be mad at me, but let me just break it down for you. Um, If we were such a racist country, and I don't believe that, I don't believe there's systemic racism, okay? I was born in Detroit. There is no systemic racism. Obama could not have been elected, not once, but twice. People of color, we were what? We're 12, 16 percent of the population. There's no way that Obama could have been elected not once but twice. So this systemic racism is just a lie. And I want to tell you something else. Several, several months ago, you had on your radio show two pastors talking about racism, racism. And I was so disgusted because Larry Elder, you had him on there first. He gave facts. I'm a prosecutor. And he gave about that there is no racism. And when he was done and you let the pastor speak again, they could not refute the truth. They had no facts. It was a lot of passion. It was a lot of, you know, whatever it was, there was no facts to refute what Larry Elder said. So my thing is, is that we people of color need to get the chip off our shoulder Stop blaming everything on racism and maybe check your attitude. If you want to be respected and treated properly, then maybe stop making the rap music and using the N-word and calling women the B-word. If you want to be respected, then act respectful. It works for me. Renee, thank you for your call. Thank you for sharing. Doug is on the 210 freeway. Doug, you're on the Frank Sontag Show. Frank, first thing I have to do is apologize. I'd never heard the commercial until you played it. 
as you were playing it, I had one thing go through my mind. First off, Paul, Mars Hill. I see all these idols. I'm here to talk about the idols of the unknown God. Let me tell you about them. As I'm listening to that ad, I hear a sermon. Paul says, the same Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. With what he said, I can pull everything that he said out and take it back to the Bible. The problem is, I think as you said, human pride. Yeah, what is it? What is it with us, huh? <laughs> we, uh, it's like we 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 learn, we relearn. Look, praise God, He's a forgiving God, but He's a righteous God, and we just have this thing. And you mention it, pride is probably one of the first sins. And in fact, in Francis' book, Francis's book, he he addresses pride, and he talks a great deal about arrogance versus humility. And it's so much easier to be arrogant than to be humble. I want to uh, buy the book. I want to read it, and uh, I'll, I'll email you on it uh, just in follow-up. All right, Doug, thank you for the call. Thank you for sharing. If you're just joining us, the book we're referring to is a brand-new book out by Francis Chan, which is entitled Letters to the Church. Francis was scheduled today. Something came up. We will reschedule him. It's a fantastic book. I have read it. It's thought-provoking, it's upsetting to some, and yet in the way that Francis can only address things, he's pretty crystal clear on maybe we need to make some changes as it applies to the church and the body of Christ in this day and age. Dexter in Los Angeles. Dexter, you're on the Frank Sontag Show. Oh, yes. Uh, Thank you, uh, Frank. Um, Can you hear me? I can. Thank you. Okay, great. Great. Um, Okay, so I'm listening to your, your program, and what comes to mind is when, when we accept Christ, what do we accept? We accept His teaching, we accept the Word, we accept the Bible, we accept what's in writing, we accept in faith that, you know, He died and resurrected for our sins. A person going into the military, why do they go into the military? What's the oath? The oath is not to uphold the United States, or the United States government. The oath is to uphold the Constitution. Again, what's in writing. And both in the United States and in the Bible, what we find is people in position of power many times, almost most times, do not uphold the words that they've taken oaths to uphold. And I think the issues of race and, and Republican versus Democrat those are kind of places that the public is placed to not really deal with the issues because they know they're going to pick sides. But the real issues are, is our government upholding the laws? Are the law enforcement officers upholding the laws? Are the lawyers upholding the laws? Uh, is our, our Pentagon upholding the laws? And when you have a layperson, a gardener, someone that pushes a broom, and you have, you know, high up echelon um, academia saying, look, did you read what I read? I read and it says, I'm in a creator equal. Mm. Did you read what I Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. And the people in power do not enforce it. It causes people like Colin uh, Kaepernick to, you know, drop one knee. Uh, we find it in the Bible with Yeshua. He had to 
confront them in the in the uh, sanctuary, uh, doing business as usual in the sanctuary, buying and selling. We see it with Stephen. We see it with the Apostle Paul. And um, yeah, I like to hear what how you feel about that. You know, do you feel or do you believe that we have a country that upholds the Constitution? I do. do. They read it the way that we read. I do clearly, with no hesitation. Tell me, tell me where we don't. I don't. I don't see it that way. I know. I, when I when I when I see when I see a, when I see that a person unarmed, for example, um, toy gun, or even just even an infant. I mean, you know, a young person that's five years old. Mm-hmm. It's treated in a a, a very harsh way mm-hmm. to the point of pulling guns. Mm-hmm. When I see that, you know, some person's family uh, with children in the car that the police officers still draw their gun you know that's an issue when the person has walked out of the car and they are unarmed and they're told to, to to lay on the ground and they're still shot i don't see the upholding of the law there um frank i just don't see it okay well i appreciate your call i thank you for it when you say you don't see it th- this is an area by which if i if I wade into the waters, we're all going to have our opinions. So let me not wade into the waters and say this. Using your phrase, when you see this, just possibly ask the question, what are we truly seeing? Are we there when it happens? Do we see everything leading up to it? We live in this day and age where everybody's got a cell phone, everybody's shooting videos, and we're all drawing all sorts of conclusions. Now, again, for one that has issue, instantly you may go, well, see, there you are. You, you don't even see it when it's right in front of you. I'm not saying that. I'm saying there is racism. There is injustice. There is sin everywhere. But again, when I keep hearing systematic racism like somehow this is embedded and this is intentional and this is no one's being held accountable i I don't see it that way our laws you, you talk about does the government uphold the constitution and prosecute to the full letter of the law look justice is blind look at our whole justice system there have been people that have been adamant about their innocence. They go to trial for whatever that they're found guilty because maybe they're poor or because they can't afford an attorney. So they get a public defender who's overwhelmed. There's going to be a lot of wrong in this world. That's not justified. But, but again, to somehow say, look, this is the problem with the government. I'm saying, be careful there, especially for those of us that are followers of Christ. Scripture says God created government. And again, I'm not saying there aren't problems here. I'm not saying it's foolproof, there's, it's cut and dried, everything is, is great the way it is. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying how we go about trying to get our grievances and our agenda addressed, I think we have to be really careful. Last thing I'll say, I don't know if you've ever been on a ride along. I don't know if you have anyone in your family or associates or friends that are law enforcement. In this day and age, with the way things are in our country, I, I, I just, we need to be very careful here. 
And I'm not going to be one that rants and raves about statistics and this is not the truth and that's not the truth and this is the truth and get into some kind of a banter back and forth, even though that's popular in this medium in certain circles. I'm a follower of Jesus. God's not missing anything. No one is getting away with anything. Triple eight fifty two talks are the numbers uh, to call into the program. We have a full board, and if you're just somehow tuning in, this all began not that long ago, talking about the new Nike slogan with Colin Kaepernick, and just inviting you to call and share your thoughts. Triple eight fifty two talks are the numbers to call into this, the Frank Sontag Show. This is the Frank Sontag Show. Thank you for joining us. Triple eight fifty two talks are the numbers to call into the program. I am in a listening posture, sharing my thoughts here and there, but just asking you to call in the program and share your thoughts. Now, if you're just joining us, I was away for a few days. I didn't check in with the news. And I think it was yesterday morning I logged on and the two stories that were prominent were the Prospective interviewing of Justice Kavanaugh and Colin Kaepernick getting a nice deal with Nike. And so we're inviting you to call the program and share your thoughts on the latter. And I'm getting emails and posts, people of different mindsets, and I mean, share, call, email. 888 talks are the numbers. Oh, let me look here. I'll just start top down. We won't, we'll just go from those that have been on the longest, uh, on hold the longest to the least. Vera in Los Angeles. Vera, you're on the Frank Sontag show. Hi, Frank. Hi, Vera. I was was listening to everyone and some of the comments I did agree with, but what comes to my spirit is 2 Chronicles 7.14. For God is saying, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. Mm. This land is in dire need of healing, no doubt about it. But it's not going to come to pass until we as Christians can get on one accord and pray. We see injustice, pray. We see things as a wrong prayer about it. God is going to hear our prayer. He will answer our prayer. Because you say to the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in your heart. You can have what you say. Whatever you're not liking that you see, turn it over to God. Let God handle it and move back. Move back. God is not going to do anything to this land until we get out of his way. Thank you. Vera, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Lena in Inglewood. Lena, you're on the Frank Sontag Show. Hi, Frank. I've been listening to you off and on a number of years, and this is the first time I've had the opportunity to speak on anything. But these are purely just my thoughts and experiences and opinions. Um, Yes, we do need God on this land, and I will piggyback off the Vera that just spoke to you. Um, right now, we are all going through the same thing in the United States and abroad throughout our world. And if we don't see the signs, we're in big trouble. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, there's still racism 
in our country, um, but they're pocketed. They're not as they were before. Um, is much less of it, but it still exists. But uh, we can't afford to have racism in a technological society, not in America, because we can't go forward. This is part of the, the th- these are part of the things I believe that are holding us back is the racism. We are people. God doesn't have a color. And when you look in the Bible in Genesis and see what color Christ is, he's a person of color. He's not a particular color. So we need to change our thoughts and our minds and our hearts about that and receive the Holy Spirit and believe that Jesus Christ is our personal Savior. And as far as Nike's concerned, that could be any of the shoe companies such as, you know, um, Fila and all those big-name shoe companies. I don't think it's just, you know, targeted for African Americans. I think it's targeted for the poor. And I think that, you know, the way they advertise it should not be advertised in that way because it makes the kids, you know, just pound their parents about, I need that shoe, I need that shoe. But if they weren't advertised in the manner in which they are, I think that would help a little in that way. Uh, in terms of the Constitution, and I wrote this in a master's program that I was in a few years back, that I believe in the day and age that we're in, in the technological stages we're in, we need more than two presidents. Two presidents aren't able to handle all of this United States problems and abroad, it, and we see it every day. They're making bloopers. I don't care which president it is. It's very hard, even in a household, a mother and a father, to you know to raise their children correctly. So it's naturally going to be hard for just two presidents. I believe that. that every- okay, let me interrupt. I I don't mean to cut you off there, but we're way late on time. I appreciate your call. Thank you, Lena. I'm going to resist commenting because I've got a lot of people to get to. And again, we're just inviting you to call and share your thoughts on the Nike. Well, not even hiring Colin Kaepernick. We we find that he's pretty much been on the payroll for a while. And the promotion and do we get upset about things? Is this just business as usual and advertising and convincing people to buy things that they may or may not really need? Flint in Fontana. Flint, you're on the Frank Sontag Show. Flint, are you with us? Flint, Flint, Flint. Can you, Frank, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, great. Hey, I want to tell you that the, the Kingdom Men's Gathering was phenomenal. I was so glad I was able to attend. Um, what I wanted to say was um, I believe that Colin Kaepernick and a lot of the players in the NFL, they have the right idea. We need to do something about how different ethnicities are treated by the police. But I think they're going about it at the wrong on the wrong platform. I think what they should do is start a coalition with different members of the NFL on different teams and different colors and put that together and have an, an organization that is the spokespeople for trying to get these things changed around rather than trying to do it by disrespecting the flag and the national anthem. Uh, my family's been here for close to 400 years and fought in just about every war. And um, seeing that, it just it tears me up at the heart. It's like they don't care about, they don't think about the people that have given their lives for this country. I've got two grandsons that are serving right now, and I'm, I'm extremely proud of them. Um, but I just think that they should deserve, they deserve the recognition. 
but I think that they should go about it in a different manner. There's a lot of different ways it can be doing it that can be done where it wouldn't be violent and it could be something that you've got people that are that are well known celebrities that could help get that opinion out there and get that voice out there and, and try and do something about it. Flint well said, thank you for saying it on this program. And thank you for your kind words about KMG. We are planning on doing many more in the coming months and years. Thank you for the call today. Ebony and Sherman Oaks. Ebony, you're on the Frank Sontag Show. Yes, hi, Frank. How are you? Ebony, I'm grateful for your call. How are you? I'm doing great. So my husband actually uh, tuned me into your station, and I can say that it has been a very delightful dialogue and I enjoy listening to you on my commute. And when I first heard everything that was being said about this particular topic, I'm not going to lie. I was offended and I was upset. And then I had to pray and say, I don't want to speak out of anger. Mm. And it's just because of the experience as an African-American woman. I'm a double minority. And out of the experience that I've had, not only with law enforcement, but retail, federal schools, ethnicities, minorities, we do get looked at differently, and we do get treated differently. And a lot of it, I believe, is out of fear. Because I had a coworker tell me, wow, Ebony, you are so nice. You are friendly. You are not mean. And I'm thinking to myself, where did she get all of these? things about me is never new, but it's the stereotyping that the media does portray. Mm-hmm. And the media works both ways, good and bad. But as you said, as Christians, and as another caller said, we must simmer down, ask for peace, and pray and ask for wisdom on how to stop the things that are going on in this country. We have to admit that it is a wrongdoing, because without admitting it, we can never be healed of it. So I think that is something that the church and the people of God, we have to stand up more to do, to say, hold on, let's not talk out of emotions, but let the Holy Spirit lead us, because he is truth and wisdom. Well said. Thank you, Ebony. Thank you for sharing that on my program. 888 talks are the numbers to call into this radio program. We're talking, at least from the outside looking in, on the recent Nike advertising campaign featuring the face of Colin Kaepernick. And yet, I'm just inviting you to call and share your thoughts on some of the deeper issues. And I'm just grateful for all the different views. I'm especially grateful for those of you that are very intentional and insistent about talking about we being followers of Christ, that we have to be very careful here to look to him above all. And when we come back, we'll take more calls. And I had an interesting thought, and we may pursue it. Obviously, Colin Kaepernick, a couple years ago, uh, took to kneeling and protesting and his way in which he addressed injustice. And then I, I think a Ray Lewis who just was uh, accepted into the NFL Hall of Fame. And I don't know if you heard Ray's 30-minute acceptance speech, but the last six minutes were pretty powerful. He was addressing things how we can move forward too. Maybe we'll play that to end the program. But one thing is for sure, we will continue with more calls. 
After I remind you that this weather check is brought to you by 1-800-THE-LAW-2. More of the same, very warm. Upper 70s along the coast, near 90 inland, overnight lows in the 60s. And this is the Frank Sontag Show. This is the Frank Sontag Show. Final segment here, 888 talks We're talking at least from the outside looking in about Nike's new advertising campaign featuring the face of Colin Kaepernick. And we've taken a number of calls. Let's take um, a call or two more, and then I'll share some thoughts. Sean in Los Angeles. Uh, Los Angeles. Sean, you're on the Frank Sontag Show. Okay. I'm the Sean that you spoke to who said I would box you. I'm not going to box you today. I want to hear from you because I, I need some more clarity from you, more because you already know how I feel. I want to know. Well, before you go that, on, how, how do I know how you feel? I'm. Well, because I was the one who told you. Well, remember you said I sound like I was hurt when I was I fussed about the, this what, topic before. When did we have a conversation? Uh, a few weeks ago. I apologize. On the same topic. I apologize. I don't remember the conversation. Okay, that's fine. Uh, okay, now I, I just will go from there. I I've been hearing they, a lot of times people will tell you to pray. I'm a prayer. I'm a woman of prayer. I'm in a lot of prayer meetings all over this 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 county. You know, Los Angeles, and the main people who tell you to pray are the ones who are missing in action in the areas of prayer because I'm there and they're not there. That's one. Also, when they say we're disrespecting this country or the flag, well, uh, since our founding fathers, since they came up, you don't believe that it's it's a systemic uh, social injustice against black Americans? We were brought over here socially unjustly treated from from the beginning. They enslaved us. I mean, the White House, our founding fathers had um, more slaves at the White House than they had anywhere down south. You know, so, I, you know, when they say disrespect, that was a disrespect to us. We've always been a forgiving people. We've always forgiven. But these, the way these lives have been taken from those who are supposed to protect and serve, and there has not been any of them brought to justice. I disagree with that. Okay, and I appreciate that, and I respect your opinion. Thank you for sharing. On the previous segment, I had a thought. Obviously, Colin Kaepernick has a right to share whatever he shares, even though being employed by the National Football League, I'm not so sure that's the proper venue, but that was two years ago. Another man who was employed by the National Football League saved his solution after he was inducted into the National Football League Hall of Fame. Wonder what you think about what Ray Lewis has to say about the state of things. I'm just honored to be up here, but there's something I have to ask. I always got to leave with an ask. And let's get out of here after this ask, man. But for all of us up here, it's how we reacted to these challenges in our lives that determine our greatness. Now, how do we react in this moment? How do we turn our legend into legacy? I've been thinking a lot, right, about Dr. Martin Luther King and his challenge for us. His destiny, his destiny was not to see his dream through, but to spark the mind that will ask, how do we execute that dream? Who will answer that knock on the door in the middle of the night? And I see that it's gotta be us. And it got to start right now. 
our country need real leaders. Real leaders. We need people, we need people that who are willing to step up and take action, need people willing to fight for what is good and what is right. How do we react to challenges in our country right now? Think about this. Take us from being, we can go from being legends into building a legacy bigger than football, bigger than sports. I want us to work together to really take on these challenges, to look at our goals at what unites us. Surely there's something. How about stopping our kids from dying in schools? Can we please put prayer back in schools? Please. How about, how, how about protecting our children from a terrifying life of being sex trafficked? I'd lose my mind if my daughter got to. How about helping our neighbors that can't afford their medicine? How can we do this? How can we come together? The answer is simple. The answer is love. Hope, faith, and love, and the greatest is love. I'm talking about a selfless love, a true love for my mother and my God. The love described by Dr. Martin Luther King, the love that sacrifices and, def and is defined by action, action taken for others, the actions of stepping up and being a leader. It's no different than what we all do. Did to get here. We rose to the challenge, week after week, for the love of the game, for the love of our team. That love just doesn't go away when we retire. It's still in us, burning to be used. And I'm talking to you at home too. Martin said, everybody can be great because anybody can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subs and verb, and verb agree to serve. You don't, have to, you, don't, you don't have to know the second theory of thermodynamics and physics to serve. You only need a heart full of grace, a soul generated by love. In the next 30 days, I want you to think about why you get up in the morning. What is most important to you in this life? Are you living every day to make this world better? We must come together as brothers and sisters. If I keep my hands separated, anybody can come and bend my fingers. But power, I promise you, if I put my fists together, there's nothing we can't do. Think what we can do if we work together as a country. For me, my guiding purpose is to carry out God's destiny for my life. How do I do that? By not just loving my neighbors as I love myself, but by challenging people to walk with me and teaching our nation how to love each other again. And what do I do? What, what wouldn't I do to make this happen? That's the reason I'm here, to call this crew to action, to inspire, to come together and raise up our country. Everybody can serve. Anyone can be a leader. When you take action to lift up your community, to inspire others to dream and to do more, you're a leader. Listen, our gravestone, our gravestone has a day. A day when you were born and a day when you die. And they got a dash in between. And that dash defines what your legacy is. It's time. I'll leave you with this last with this last thought. Dr. Miles Monroe compares leaders to the king of the jungle, he says. He says the lion is not the tallest animal in the jungle. The lion is not the largest animal in the jungle. The lion is not the smartest nor the most intelligent animal in the jungle. And yet when the lion shows up, he is king. <laughs> he is king. You don't need to be intelligent. You don't need to be smart. You don't need to have a certain height. You don't need to have a certain weight. You don't need to have any kind of advantage. And yet you can be a leader. I was not the biggest, the strongest or fastest, but my goals were clear. 
my actions were and still are in service of those goals. I was a leader on the field then, I'm a leader in my community now. Now I've joined a new team and my goal is clear with this team to lift up my brothers and sisters, to inspire the leaders in this next generation to fight for love, not money, not fame, not success, not how many followers I got, but to fight for love. My mother once told me, she said, win the race. She said, run your race, Ray. She said, don't give up, do not sit down, do not lie down, but stand up, go forward, and I will go with you. One of the greatest gifts my mom ever gave me was the Bible. Now the Bible made me who I am today. Ephesians 3, to th three of verse 20 says, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above, far beyond all you can ever ask, think or imagine, according to the power that's working within you. Walk with me out of here today with the mission in your mind, in your heart. Vow to be a leader in your community. Vow to be a ray of light in the world around you. Together, there's nothing we can't do. Hall of Fame 2018. So Ray Lewis, uh, the last six minutes of his Hall of Fame speech, a different perspective. Colin Kaepernick fighting for what he believes is right. Ray Lewis fighting for what he believes is right. Some of the colors on the screen, Bishop in Los Angeles, it's a spiritual problem that we're not facing. David and Sherman Oaks can't get too mad at Kaepernick for his protest. We have the rights because we live in this great country. Maricela in Monrovia had a hard time accepting Cap's way of protesting, but can understand why. Brandon in Inglewood, Kaepernick started kneeling for beliefs, no different than someone getting fired for praying. And Philip in Cucamonga says he is a black man. The root of the problem isn't the protest or the country. It starts at home. If you have any thoughts as we end, you are more than welcome to email me at franksontag at kkla.com. And we need to end there. This is the Frank Sontag Show.